The story starts in Pride's Hollow, a simple town, like some that you've driven through or around. Too small to be known, too big to be quaint, where the current decor is peeling paint. A place quite out of reach that time almost forgot, doing the best they can with what they've got. It's quite safe to say that the story began with the death of a despised old man whose wealth so vast it was only surpassed by the number of people happy to see him pass. So you can imagine their shock when they found he left most of his riches to every person in town. On one condition it was clearly expressed that each person fulfill his dying request. A strange demand, an awkward test, the words of a man delirious at best. But there it was as plain as day, the game that he required you to play. The instructions were clear, yet incredibly vague. It simply said, what would you do if you were brave? If you could do that one thing more than you have ever done before, what would you create if the slate were wiped clean and your rules allowed you the right to dream? What would you do? What would it be? This is the chance for you to see. So the town set out to fulfill this awkward request, just to get the money, most would confess. And yet what happened changed them all, (laughs) one at a time in ways both big and small. And these are their stories, started by a man from his grave, of what people will do when given the chance to be brave. The world often defines courage by an act that impresses others. Sometimes the world is wrong. There's an old theater in Pride's Hollow, tucked downtown in between Dusty's formal wear and Susie's soaps. Safe to say all three of them were business ideas that didn't quite pan out. Now just faded window fronts passing time like three little old men sitting on a park bench watching people hurry by. The Pride's Theater never really presents anything bigger than graduations, summer camps, and the occasional small-town pageant. When it comes to its upkeep, many people figure, what's the point? Hard times always turn their eyes in a more important direction. But to Mary Sims, it's always been important, for it's her job to keep it clean. And every day for years, as she dusted the seats and polished the banister leading up to the balcony, she would breathe in the smell of what should be. And when she pushed that giant broom across the stage to wipe away the last remnants of a junior league meeting, she would pause right there in the middle of that stage. The music was in her head as clear as if it were really playing. The movement of her arms and legs didn't try to remember their places. They didn't have to. She'd been dancing this piece her whole life, a dance that changed with each new season of her. Each new heartache and silver lining poured out into the music like the brush of a painter whose colors and strokes tell a story to an empty page, sometimes in a language nobody understands but him. No one had ever seen Mary dance. Well, almost no one. There was one audience when Mary was five and her older sister was seven, and Mary had danced for her family before dinner in the dress she had spent days decorating with a marker and ribbons. 
But as any busy family knows, the hustle of making dinner, the chatter of how bad it was at the office today, the buzz of the news playing from the small TV in the kitchen, and her older sister upset it was her turn to set the table, well, it didn't make for the best audience for a debut performance. The music was buried under the sound of the telephone ringing, while Mary danced for them all, just as the program she had colored and hand-delivered yesterday had announced. The little girl spun into her final twirl, the dramatic finish, and waited for an applause that never came. That's nice, dear, her mother mouthed while on the phone, before doing a furious double-take at what Mary had done to her church dress. Her father didn't even look up from the paper. Her sister glared at her as she threw down another plate and hissed. Nobody cares about your stupid dance. And that one day... One tiny sentence handed down by a seven-year-old who didn't even remember saying it a year later became Mary's truth. And that day, her dance became her shameful secret, and her dream was hidden in favor of a more sensible path. But here's the thing about some secrets. They fester, and they itch, and they strain to break free into the light, almost as if they're trying to reach truth, as if it becomes their only job. They seem to get heavier to carry with age. So when old man Withers challenged the town to do the thing that scares them, it wasn't the money that made Mary obey, but more like the secret, now bigger than her, finally seeing its opportunity to break free. We were all beyond shocked when we got the hand-delivered invitation that announced a dance recital in the Pride's Theater, a one-woman dance recital, of all things. And there was her name right there, featuring Mary Sims in a gold calligraphy font that was far fancier than Mary. Mary? The woman who cleans the theater part-time? That Mary? Well, I've never heard her say three sentences at once. Surely this can't be right. And dancing? Who ever heard? Does she even know how to dance? What will her older sister think? You know she's on town council. This will surely embarrass her to no end. If she thinks this will help her find a husband, will she better think again, I'm sorry, but she's just not stage material, if you ask me. It wasn't the free attendance that brought people in. It wasn't the promise of seeing something amazing. We were all quite sure it couldn't be as good as even the invitation. But we all came anyway, most of us. Maybe a little bit of morbid curiosity. But mostly because, well, at the end of the day in Pride's Hollow, well, you take care of your own, no matter what it looks like. And if someone's about to crash and burn, well, who would want to miss that? The stage wasn't decorated at all. I mean, a plan or two at least would have been nice. And there were no concessions. Well, good grief, you could have at least served a nice Chardonnay. Seats weren't assigned. I mean, for heaven's sakes, how are we supposed to know who's VIP and who isn't? There was no special lighting, no MC, just this one spotlight on a dark stage. Then the house lights dimmed and the music started. And Mary began to dance across that stage that she had just cleaned hours ago. Her costume was simple. The tights faded. The skirt had seen better days. 
Well, you'd think she would have picked a better outfit. The movements, they weren't perfect. The choreography was just okay. I mean, it's not what you see on Broadway or even off. You would think she would have at least hired a director. The music was plain. I mean, a catchier tune might have been nice. Just not really feeling the music she's chosen. I've never heard this before. But even the comments and the whispers, well, they couldn't drown out what the rest of us began to see. Or rather, began to feel. The more we watched. Yes, her costume was plain. Yes, the music simple. So maybe the movements weren't polished, but and maybe you would never see this on Broadway. But it kind of didn't matter because there was something deeper happening. It felt like Mary wasn't really trying to impress us. Shoot, it, it kind of felt like we weren't even there at all. Almost like we were intruding. And she looked so, well, happy and free. Like this is what she was born to do. Like the stage was just made for her. Like it wasn't her at all, but that little girl who was finally getting her chance. Yeah, that's it. It was like Mary was five again, with that same childlike wonder that makes you throw out your arms and dance, like the dream before the world talked you out of it. And the judgments began to fade and get crowded out as we watched her beautiful secret find its way to the light. And I think some of us even stopped seeing Mary and started seeing ourselves and the child we left behind. It was like Mary was giving us this permission to wonder ourselves, what would we do if we were brave? If we didn't have to be good enough? If we didn't have to worry about who would come or how much they would like it? And we didn't have to worry if we were too old or if our children would laugh or if the world really needed it or not. A chance to go back to when we were five and anything was possible and all you needed was construction paper and crayons. And at the end, when you smiled and bowed, you meant it. What if we could step back into that spotlight on that stage that was meant just for us? That day, when Mary's song was finished, they clapped, some out of pity, some out of politeness, and some harder than they've ever clapped before. That day, some people saw a woman floundering around well beyond her prime, and the threads of gossip began to weave about a woman who should not have been up there on a stage meant for much shinier things. And those people well, what a world they'll miss, trapped in the fears of their own untapped dreams. Because the rest of us saw the silver strands of beautifully choreographed bravery. And I believe that some took a deep breath and stepped into their own spotlight. And Mary, I don't think she cared what anybody thought at all. Sometimes the benefit of art isn't found in the one who likes the painting, 
but in the one who holds the brush and dares to bring their secret to the light. The world often measures the worth of someone's gift by the amount we pay to see it. But sometimes the world is wrong. Hey everybody, Kelly Swanson here. I hope you liked that episode as much as I did. Um, You know, when the virus hit uh, back in 2020 and my stages all disappeared almost overnight and the buyers stopped buying and there were no more flights to take, no more hotels to sleep in. And, and when I had gotten through that point of doing all the projects I thought I could do to make a living, I came to this place where, I don't know, where the, the, the desk was cleared of all the projects and things that I knew to do to make me money. And then a quiet voice whispered, well, you've created a living, why don't you take this moment to go create a life? I know that sounds weird, but... And I asked myself, what gives you joy? I mean, if nobody's buying what you're selling now anyway, well, screw it, create what you want. What have you got to lose? And I became that little girl again, that little girl dancing in her bedroom. And the feeling was just incredibly thrilling. I mean, just the idea of it was a rush because I fell in love with my art again, the way it was all the way back in the beginning. I mean, of course, there are many things I do not like about the virus and how it's turned my world and my business inside out. But I'm not certain I would have come to this place right now without it. That's what I love about Mary in that story and her act of courage. Because it reminds me to stop censoring myself. Or holding back because I'm worried it's not good enough or that you won't buy it. And then if anything else, that it's something I do for me. And that's enough. However, there is a strong urge in me and many other artists to share what we've created. I mean, after all, Mary didn't have to invite an audience to enjoy her dance. So there must be something in us as creators and artists, just as a little child shows his mother what he drew at school today and waits anxiously with held breath for her to put it on the refrigerator. So there must be something we crave, need, hope for in bringing our art to the light for someone else to see. Or maybe there's a deeper divine intention when we share our art and it speaks to someone else's soul. They love your music because, well, it it sings of their own experience or their pain. They recognize their emotion in your painting. Or in the simple act of creating, you have inspired them to do the same. So, I don't know, maybe it can be both. Something we do for us and a vessel for something much bigger than me. You know, when we support the arts, well, we're not just supporting one's ability to sing or dance or wow us. The arts unite us for they, they tell the story of our world and how we show up in it. A world without art is a world without the emotion and the sharing of stories. So art will always seek to find the light. So today's challenge is for you to tap into that five-year-old artist again to look back at that one thing that whispered to you all those years ago, but you didn't listen. Maybe it is to paint. 
or to sing, or maybe it's to dance. I don't know the maybe that is your art. There are no rules. This is just your chance to have a moment where you dance and we don't judge you for it. And I would love it if you share it with us in the community page so we can hang it on the refrigerator. You see, not only will we appreciate your bravery, who knows, a little of it might just rub off on us. And before we go, I want to take this moment to thank you, whoever you are, wherever you are, for watching this, for subscribing, for liking, for commenting, because you're my audience. You're my chance to get up on that stage and dance. And without you, I wouldn't have anybody to share it with or hang it on their refrigerator, so to speak. I want to thank you for the patrons who are supporting my art and my work. Because without you, we couldn't make this possible. There is a lot of work that goes into the filming of this and the producing of this. So thank you to all of our patrons for your support. You make this possible. I hope that... um, Oh, and I can't forget, thank you to Chuck at Primo Productions, who I've partnered with. I write the stories. I perform the stories. They're the ones who bring these stories to life. They're the ones who put the work in the editing and the video detail and spend hours. Every tiny thing you see was hours done behind the scenes in the studio. So thank you from the bottom of my heart to Chuck and your team at Primo Productions for bringing my stories to life. I encourage you to be brave, to do the thing that scares you. And I'll see you next episode. Bye. And so the sun sets on this episode's guest of what one more did with that old man's request. But soon I'll be back with a new tale to unfold, for there are many more stories still left to be told. For this challenge has started with no end in sight as each person closes their eyes and takes flight. But until next time, maybe you'll find the chance to close your eyes and join in the dance. Maybe this story whispered from that old man's grave will push you to find out what happens when you choose to be brave.